Honey, you're ruining our kid with Charlotte and Tina, a Go Loud parenting podcast proudly sponsored by Buy Me. The only way to get done stores delivered to your door in as little as an hour. Shop the full range of grocery products handpicked by your Buy Me personal shopper. T's and C's apply. It's Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, the parenting podcast from the Irishman Abroad Podcast Network and Go Loud. Tina is here. Tina, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast as we really get close to summertime. I know. And the summer holliers. Big time. When the real parenting begins. I know. What you've been doing for the last while, if you've got kids in school, is going to feel like a cakewalk compared to what's about to hit. I think so, hit. and I feel kind of bad that we're not going to be doing the weekly episodes. Mm, we need to flag this, that this, yeah. this show goes to term. Yeah. So we're going to throw up episodes during the summer, though, because yeah. the emails are flooding in. Yeah, I know a lot of parents panicking about how to manage their kids over the summer. And I think that um, I, I wanted to just say that we will, of course... You're not on your own. Answer any emails that come in. Yeah. But we'll probably be only doing one episode in July and August, I think. Well, here's the thing. You, I used to do this joke that um, homeschool was definitive proof that the teachers aren't the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all learned that during homeschool. It, it's Definitely. our shitty kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are the teachers doing down at that school? I mean, we got them back to our house and we realised... They're trying their best. Yeah, and look, the inside to the inside of that joke is I was one of those teachers mm-hmm. who got to be in the staff room where teachers were high-fiving each other going, yeah, look at them trying to cope with that kid now. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's also the, di- is dichotomy the right word? The the cognitive dissonance of who your kid is at mm-hmm. home yeah. versus who your kid is at school. And we're really in a week of people presenting themselves as one thing mm-hmm. and then perhaps earning more money than <laughs> what could you possibly they, be talking they, about they really let people to believe mm. and that is you know that's a problem in relationships in mm. families and it's a problem with kids our first question is going to be around this subject yeah. but y- you must have seen parents come to you at the school tina where you're like he had a great day and the parents are like, he's being good Oh, in okay. school. All the time. He's a nightmare in my house. But those parents are great. <laughs> they're the honest parents. They're the ones with their hearts on the sleeve. It's mm. the parents who you try to talk to and they're like, well, he has never done that or anything like that. And you're like. Oh, so the other way around. Where yeah, they're like going, he's, way he, worse. he's a beautiful child. He's a, a delicate petal at home. Where you know they're being toughest on him. And yet they're the ones you can't reach. You can't talk to them. They're protective to the point of they're not really protecting their child. They're protecting themselves. Yeah. And their reputation. And their parenting. Yeah. But that guy who you are um, hinting at there. Mm. I mean, I think, you know, we've all known for a long time that that guy's a bit. Well, anyone who judges, though. This is the thing. It's like mm. anyone who's in the game of judgment mm. is leading themselves to a place where they can't have faults or yeah. make mistakes. Mm. And like in my game as a comic, I've only just gotten good at going, I'm a silly Billy. Yes. I'm a doofus. Yeah. Don't take me seriously. I might say something on this podcast that you go, yeah, but you said that. And I'll be like, 
Yeah, but like I'm a completely unreliable resource. Yeah, well, I'm forever saying this. I'm like, Jared, don't listen to him. He's a clown. Yeah, and Jared's a comedian. But more so, like Ryan Tuberty isn't a clown. Like not in. <laughs> I was going to say not intentionally. Yeah. But you know, if he this is was, very Irish centric no, news but, right no, now. No, but what I'm saying is we whether do. it's Ryan Tuberty or Tiger Woods. Yeah. Or um, you know, Prince Harry. If you're uh, leading by example for your kids that you can make mistakes, you are human Mm. and that that trick is to hold your hand up when you make one. Absolutely own it. We're forever trying to get that message across. And similarly, these parents that are going, well, my Charlie Mm. is an angel at home, so I don't know what you're talking about at school aren't owning the fact that, you know, this is a challenge at all times. Yeah. And you wonder what what is it that they can't do? It's it's themselves. It's ego. They're afraid that you're going to judge their kids behavior on mm. them. Whereas and that's the enemy. Every teacher knows. Look, yeah. We know and, you're trying your best. If We're you're, trying to help you through this. And if you're really honest with the people that are looking after your kids, whether they're childminders yeah. or teachers, it's going to go better. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to go yeah. better. Honesty is key. <laughs> but uh what do you see more? What did you see more often in that time uh, that you were in school? It's not that long ago. I mean, we really only started this podcast a year ago. Yeah. We're massively grateful to all of you guys for listening. But, you know, Tina spent so many years with parents at the gate and mm-hmm. in and out. Would you see more parents who are professing absolute ignorance to their child doing anything wrong or more parents astonished that their child is really well behaved in school? Always the ignorance, the the rare the rarity. Is that how you say that? The what's well, the, always the ignorance? What do you mean? Well, it's always the parents who are pretending like, but he's such well, a good kid. That's more common. Yeah, always. Always. Very, very, very odd time you'll have the parent who's like, I don't know what to do with him. This is really tough. Okay. Honesty among parents is is hard. Parents are the hardest part of teaching. Mm-hmm. Is having to go to the parent. Because, you know, straight away, they become protective of their child. Once they're in protective mode, they're very hard to reach. So you have to learn ways to come to them where they don't feel like they're in defense mode straight away. And I'll counter that by saying, on behalf of all those parents Mm -hmm. that are in these conversations with these teachers, I would say that you are uh, not the exception, but a teacher like you who is understanding and accepting hmm. and not intimidating yeah. is pretty not uncommon, but that's what some of these parents are perhaps coping with. Yeah, well, is we, that if they we did are say, well, ourselves, so we know these y- teachers exist. Yeah, yeah. So if you did say to them and again, I'm speaking on behalf of the parents who are going, mm. no, I can't be totally honest with the teacher about uh, him pooing in the sink and uh, mm. throwing his dinner across the room every evening. Yeah. That teacher's going to judge me. Yeah. And we know yeah, that mm-hmm. teachers do make judgments. Not all teachers, but yeah, I think there is a fresh batch of teachers who are coming true, like myself, who are far more interested in the behavioural and the whole overall... Yeah. What's that word? The 360 Nurt- degree yeah, view. But the nurturing approach to a child. Sure. Like, even in my time as a teacher, it has, you know, now... Straight away, you wonder, mm. you're told to, What's, well, what, what kind of morning has this child had? Okay. Who is coming in? 
Mm. Remember, they're arriving to school after having a day day at home. You know, we don't know how it's gone. So if they're coming in and they're wrecking the place, that's for just for a moment. Consider (laughs) maybe they've had a tough start to their day. That was not part of the dialogue yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. And it is so much. That's great. It's so much help. I love hearing that because yeah. I know when I worked in an office, I would have had <laughs> such a day by the time I got there. I did feel like wrecking the place mm. on arrival. Yeah. Literally just taking everything off my desk and sweeping it onto the floor, yeah. picking I, up the water. Uh, yeah. And I would always ring the parent as well. If, if a child in my class was having a particularly tough day. You'd give them buzz. I'd give them a buzz and be like, look, is there anything you need to tell me about yeah. that happened so that I can have a better understanding of why your child like you know because the kid deserves that Mm -hmm. they have no way of you know they don't know what they're coping with well we're going to talk a lot about what's coming in terms of the summer holidays we're going to get straight to question one but you know that discombobulation that you can feel when you go wow i really only got to see my kid from four until eight Mm -hmm. most days and now this is who they are (laughs) it's summertime yeah and i feel like the only positive thing we can say to parents about any of this is actually you know i i always feel awkward about talking about our sponsor but if ever there's a time by me is going to be your friend Mm. it's summer holidays when you do not have time for this stuff you're so good at bringing in the sponsor well i'm not because i feel awkward about it but honestly but it, it Buy me's going to save your day a few yeah, bit times. Getting your groceries delivered. Unless you need time away from your kids, which you may, mm. buy me's going to be really yeah. helpful to you this summer. Like getting your stuff you delivered, delivered anywhere in Ireland. And you some cases in under an hour. Yeah, but you don't have this nonsense of going on the app and being like, OK, I hope tomorrow <laughs> at three o'clock I can get this. It's like you go on the app and buy in within two hours time. You've got your you've got your stuff. Buy like, me isn't the answer to all of your parenting problems, no, but, but just, it will definitely. <laughs> look, this week alone, I saw Donald Skeen do, is that how you say his surname? Do a really cool post about buy me. And I was like. I'm so happy that they are are sponsoring our show. Yeah, yeah. Because everything he said was right. Yeah. Like, he had an evening where his wife had been really busy. He was really busy at work. They're home. They don't want to order out. They want to cook a meal. Obviously, he obviously loves that. He's made a whole life out of it. And by me, saved the day. And Mm. I really think that's the only positive I have for you right now (laughs) is that we know of this thing. It might help you out this summer. It is going to be hard. None of us are used to having our kids around all the time. Dear Tina and Jar, my 11-year-old son is mean to me. His dad and younger sister. So is that basically everybody in the house? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We have tried so many different things and tried to figure out why is he this way? We're all exhausted and don't even want to be around him at times. He says mean things to us jokingly, Donald Trump style. Those were jokes. Why don't you have a sense of humour about me? He thinks he's being funny and amusing. And I've asked him several times why does he do it? How would he feel if we did that to him, etc. And he has no real answer as to why. He apologises, then he continues after an hour or so. He is nice to his friends and his teachers. He makes good grades, he's good behaviour at school, other people's houses, all of this. Many, many friends, plays sports, is outgoing, has a good home life, as far as I believe, close to his grandparents, his uncles, his aunts, has 
everything he needs and more. I am stumped. We have taken things away. He has a pretty good daily routine. He does his chores, keeps his things clean and as well. I just don't know what to do anymore. We've expressed that it hurts our feelings. We have tried ignoring it, asking him why, rewarding for good behaviour. His friends notice his behaviour and ask his sister, why is he so mean to his parents? And I think we are doing a great job raising our kids. Ugh, any advice? That is, well, like, that's extremely tough. But I think, I feel like, and I feel like anyone who listens to the show regularly is already thinking this too. There needs to be boundaries. There needs to be clear rules and boundaries. Sounds like there's plenty of boundaries. No, I don't think so. Look where he's behaving himself. He knows how to behave himself at school. He knows what's expected of him around his friend groups. They they say that there are they take things away and everything, but he is not aware of the boundaries. He does not know what's expected of him and what's not. This is true no fault of their own because they've obviously just tried to be really nice, kind parents and everything, but there is somewhere along the way that kid is not clear on what is expected okay. of him in the house. Let's put a pin in that for a minute, right? Okay. Because I feel for this mom as well, because it's like, it sounds like she is on top of everything. The guy has jobs. Mm -hmm. He is going to school, performing well. Yeah. But it sounds to me like she's saying he's got a shite sense of humour. Yeah. And he's, he's saying... Guys, I'm joking. Come on, lighten up. Yeah. Well, so it's not a like I I want to keep the pin in the boundaries mm. thing for a minute and just address: Is it possible that he's just in an experimental phase where your kid is finding what humor is and what what like what where laughs come from and that he's trying to make people laugh yeah but, but he's actually hurting their feelings yeah but i would i go along with that a little bit but i'm also aware like she says that he knows how to behave himself in other places now jarlett a few years ago was invited into my old school to give a a, a lecture to a group of kids who had a terrible sense of humor oh my god like, i had Totally forgotten about this. Keep yeah, going. There were six boys who were real bad boys. Bad boys. Bad they boys. Bad boys. They uh, were so small. They were so small. <laughs> bad boys, bad reputation, getting them, walking themselves into trouble every day, just through a shite sense of humor and not bad reflecting. Bad boys in St. Albans. Yeah, not reflecting on why that joke's so funny and all this stuff. And Jarlick, like, honestly, one of the teachers came to me and said, do you think this is something Jarlick would be interested in? And I'm always afraid of older children. Like, I'm brilliant with little... Well, I'm not brilliant, but I, I love... That's your jam. I love being That's with your fave. Younger yeah. kids, easy. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. Older you kids... You speak their language. You're the same yeah. age as them. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> older kids are just... They've got so much sounds. And also, you have to be respectful to their independence and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't yeah. just... You can't just do the pipe piper on older kids. Yeah, whereas yeah. I think with little kids... You can't kids, game show hosting. Yeah, you can't. So... I felt like they came to me and I was like, I would hate that. But I was like, Charlotte will totally be up with this. Absolutely <laughs> no you know? problem. No problem. Because like me, I think you really believe that there's more to these children. Yeah. And they just need 
You need yeah. to reach them. Yeah. And you came in and you did. You reached. They, yeah. The teachers were like, they had to put four teachers in a room, six kids, because they were like, these kids are gonna, out of they're control. They're not going to let me do this. They will be physically violent with you. They weren't. They, they loved sat it. Yeah. like angels mm. and tuned in mm-hmm. for the duration of the chat as we discussed punchlines, yeah. the nature of punching up and punching down. Yeah. And why... Uh, the subject of our joke should always be higher up yeah, and not an, below us. It was us. an incredible thing you did it with was, those kids. It was so much fun because, first of all, you got to blow their minds. <laughs> that I was like, you guys, I believe, are very funny. Uh, but that you're getting, you're missing the target yeah. with your jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, just to be clear, if we can find a way of getting you guys to hit the target with your jokes. Yeah. And I said this sentence, you can make more money. <laughs> than anyone you imagine like their eyes are popping out of their heads I was like do our picture I was like picture the life you want yeah if you can be funny enough it's such a valued skill like that's why I'm coming at this from this angle yeah because here's a kid who's getting good grades yeah here's a kid whose teachers think he's a great lad who is so relaxed when he comes home with his family that he is willing to say things that he would never say in school. Yeah. But that's but my boundaries. all of those things that he regards as jokes yeah. are hurtful. I know. And, and she has tried to convey that to him. But what I think she hasn't got through to him is, yes, you know, we know that you, maybe she needs to tell him more that we know we're so proud of you. We're so proud that at school you're doing so well. All of that stuff. But there are ways that you can talk to your parents and ways you can't. And when you're in the house, there is expected behavior from you. And yes, we want to enjoy you exploring your creativity and your jokes and stuff. But you're actually being offensive. And that's not okay. (laughs) And she needs to clear up the boundaries in the house. Because obviously he's well able to follow the rules. He's doing it everywhere else. Because here's the thing. um, Like the joke boundaries. Mm -hmm are what make jokes funny. And if there was a way of communicating this to him that, you know, Jerry Seinfeld didn't curse because he said that was a harder hoop to jump through, that it was harder to go all the way around the track than to cut across the middle with a curse. Of course. So with this kid, like there is something to be said for communicating that the boundaries are part of how we're going to make you funny. Yeah, but also... At the moment, the only person he's making laugh is himself. But that's not a healthy <laughs> sense of humor either. If the jokes are just for you, that's not fair. Yeah. Like you're punishing. I'm sorry for laughing. <laughs> yeah. just you're relating on another level. He's up in his room <laughs> laughing at the jokes yeah. that have him stuck in his room. Yeah. No, no, no. And, yeah. that, and that is a sense of um, mania as well for this kid because mm. that's like the joker. Mm. You know, you do have to rein him in because you have to make sure he knows he's loved. He knows you're proud of him, but like, come on, buddy. And it, here's, here's the other thing that I was saying to these kids was well, like some of their jokes were like doing really offensive African accents. Yeah. And, and most of them are black. Those kids. Um, not these ones. No, but they would they were picking on the weakest. Right. Yeah. And I started to play them good comedy like albums. Yeah. In the room. And what? And I'm like, we're all rolling around the place laughing because yeah. it's really funny stuff. I wonder, is there an argument? I know that you're the boundaries lady. 
Well, boundaries are yeah, so and important. I, and I'm, I'm with you for it. Because boundaries what I'm aren't saying regulations. Is, boundaries are just like, sure. this is what we need from you. But I'm saying to her is, is, is it worthwhile if his defense is always, these are jokes? Mm. Is it worth showing him some Jim Gaffigan? some of the more family-friendly comedians that he can go, aha, that's what true funniness looks like. This was or what even filling watching venues. documentaries with comedians who, when they discuss the process of it. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe. That's but, cool. but like, I just think coming at it from an angle of, like, I do think Tina's always like, the family meeting has to take place. And I definitely think this is a, one of them, right? Family sit down, what we do and do not joke about with yeah. each other. Um, yeah, because you you never jokes should never yeah. make you cry. Like uh, I've been working on a bit at the moment about how I can't wait to be old. Yeah, and be at an age where I will point out the m- most uh, <laughs> <laughs> the thing that the person in the room might be most sensitive about. That once I get to that age, that will be bliss. But the this kid sounds a bit rudderless in this area and maybe isn't the funniest kid at school and wants to be. That's a really good point because I was just thinking there, well, you know, is there something else going on here? Is this his way of acting out? I think you might have got something there. Maybe he's so good at school. He's trying so hard. He wants to be funny too. He wants to be charming. He wants to be, you know, gas, but he hasn't quite figured that one out yet and he's used to being good at things and then he's trying it. I don't think your idea of introducing him to comedy and stuff is a bad idea. I think the family definitely have to talk a bit more about his jokes. You shouldn't be hurting people's feelings with jokes. I remember like I spoke about, you know, those children there and they were from all very different backgrounds but I remember one of them when I started working in the school would forever, I couldn't say anything to him but he'd go, is it because I'm black? And I feel like, what? He allied you. He allied me. He allied me. This is because I'm black, isn't it? And the first few times he did it, (laughs) it was the most terrifying thing that ever been (laughs) seen. He knew he had you. Because I was like, I have no idea what to say back to that. Did he say, is it because I is black? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. And then I used to say back to him, because he's 12. Is it because I is Irish? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's weirdly... It worked. It worked because it he turned out his it. mom was, was Irish. Irish. Yeah, his dad was from Africa. All of a sudden, he felt a bit more connected. I, I love mean, this. That was lucky, though. But I think that you've really helped this woman. Uh, final thing I did want to say is, y- your house doesn't sound mean. Hmm. Where do you think he's getting the ideas for mean jokes? You think there's a problem that maybe kids are being mean to him? I think. There's a problem globally yeah. with kids of this age, yeah. specifically yeah. 11 years old, yeah. who are the most ruthless, mm. roast master, jokesters. Mm. And in school, he is seeing funny kids, inverted commas, yeah. being the mean kids. Yeah. And in your family meeting, talk about that. Yeah. Because those kids are not an example to live by. No. And the truly great jokes bring us together and they don't put someone down. Yeah. They actually unify us and make us feel like we all lived that and that's something we can all relate to. I hope that's helped and I'd love to hear back.
oh, on how this goes. Oh, absolutely. Would love to hear back. Absolutely. Our next question is about um, body image and all of that mm-hmm. stuff with little kids, eight-year-olds. I mean, I'm, I was actually down in the gym today. I've, I'm not a gym guy. I, I've spent too many... I spent too many hours in gyms not getting results to really ever be a gym guy ever again. But yet I'm down there at the moment with the help of Vinnie Mulvey training for the Dublin City Marathon. And when you're down there specifically on business, like Mm. the the workout takes 30-ish minutes and it's all targeted on the running muscles to strengthen all of those muscles. You're very much like, I just need to get in. I just need to get out. (laughs) That's my attitude. But I had an interaction today before we get to the question that like nearly tipped me into Larry David falling down level of annoyance. Mm. Where Now, I know you know this story. Yeah, I'm just hoping you tell it faster than you've told it the last two times oh, I've had to listen to. Isn't that the most Irish wife sentiment? <laughs> I've heard this story before uh, and I'm hoping that you spare us all the details you give me the first no, time no, around. No, don't spare the details. Details are good. It's just the speed at which you're telling the story. Oh my God. <laughs> This is what I'm dealing with, guys, on a daily basis. Hurry it up. (laughs) Hurry up your stories. (laughs) I mean, I go in. uh, I have my key fob. (laughs) This will tell you how long it is since I've been down there. He's like, where'd you get that? We've got an app now. And I was like, "Okay, I don't have the app. Can I sort this out when I come downstairs? He's like, "Mm, what's the name? In other words, no, we don't yeah. trust you. Yeah. I don't believe you're a member. Yeah. That key fob thing has yeah. been around he, 25 oh years my God, ago. It's even, it's even worse than that. He took a look at you and didn't believe that you've ever been in a gym. <laughs> Never <laughs> even thought about that. What's the name? Uh, Regan. He types that into the computer. How do you spell that? Uh, uh, R-E-G-A-N. You'd be surprised how many people uh, don't spell that right. Uh, I spell that, spell that again. R-E-G-A-N. And what's your second name? Oh, that is my second name. What's your first name then? Jarlath. What? And so goes the dance of my life. What is your name? Jarlath. What? Jarlath. Say that again. Jarlath. How do you spell that? J-A-R-L-A-T-H. Say that again. Slow down. J-A-R-L-A-T-H. Jarlath. That name's not coming up. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm a paid up member, I say to him. I, I don't know what to tell you. That's my name. Like, I'm fully in Larry mode now. Yeah, I don't even want to be I, here. I, I, I'm here. I just I want to go up. in. I'll come yeah. out. I'll sort this out when we get down there. He's like, what's the name again? Oh, my God. Jarlath Regan. He writes it on a post-it note and holds it up to my face and says, this is the name you are a member under and it's spelt G-A-R-L-A-T-H and I said I said J-A-R that's meant to be a J and he goes you confirmed it twice (laughs) (laughs) and I went are you trying to tell me I spelled my name wrong (laughs) (laughs) and like I wish I'd gone to laughter I wish I'd burst out laughing But you know how you are in these moments where you're just like, oh, my God, how is this part of my day now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
long story short, went into the gym and hated every minute of it. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Tina and Charlotte. I am really enjoying the podcast. There's lots of useful tips and I found myself nodding along and agreeing with lots of what Charlotte says. It I'm doesn't going, say that. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so that. sick of these emails. Charlotte's no, great. it says uh, agreeing along with lots of your suggestions. I got a fright a few oh. weeks back when my daughter, aged eight, asked me, am I fat? I was shocked at first and didn't know what to say. But then I asked her if someone had said something to her and she said, no, she just thinks it herself. She is normal size on the thin side, if anything. I told her she wasn't fat and that she was a healthy weight. It's scary, though, at this age to think she has these worries. She also did another thing the other day uh, she also did another day that thing like Charlotte said okay I'll try to take that again she also did a thing the other day like what Charlotte said when he was down on his knees as a child and he looked down uh, in his seat and looked at his thighs and was asking was that fat and I said no it was muscle she's a quiet girl and I didn't want uh, and didn't want to at first get involved in any sports. But COVID could be responsible for this. And we really had to push her to do them and had to become a coach, too, in camogie and athletics. And most of the time now she likes going to athletics and camogie and training and she's great fun. Once she comes back from training, she's very happy. I'm hoping that in time she won't put up so much of a, a fight to get out the door and that she will see the benefits of exercise. But it's also so difficult trying to get them off the screens. See, there's a there's a whole bunch of stuff in Mm. this, isn't there? We need to sit down for a family meeting and put in the rules. Well, try to keep to the rules on the screen time for the summer holidays. They will be at two camps for the summer and I'll be off for two weeks, but they will be at home with the au pair for most of it. And I'll be off every Wednesday, too. And I can take another few days too. I think I need to give them each a little project to do to keep them busy and off their screens. Any suggestions? So this is a separate thing around, as we said at the start, the summer worry. Also, it's creeping into most of the emails. Yeah. And maybe you've covered this already. But what chores are suitable for children of this age? Sorry about the bit of a ramble, but keep up the great work. Really enjoy your summer holidays. I mean, this is a big email because Mm. on the one hand, the body dysmorphia and the fear of being fat, I think she's being the kids being honest. Mm. This is around her all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you've I'm not saying the mama said it. She wouldn't even have had to say it. It's just everywhere. I don't think the parents or siblings have consciously said it, but it has been said because it's gone in. Something has been said. She's been around some kind of conversation. Mm. It happens all the time Mm -hmm. because none of us are careful enough. None of us are. Mm -hmm. We're just very, well, we're at our most vulnerable when we're talking about our own bodies. So we Mm -hmm. tend to be the most honest when we're like, oh, my God, look at the state of this. Look at the state of that. I need to be careful. Yeah, or just um, I can't have more dessert. Yeah. Yeah, I need to be. I can't eat that much today. It all goes in. It all goes in. So I would say, you know, whatever you think you're doing, just become a little bit more conscious to your words. Sure. But what about fat was always the put down in school? I don't know. Is she hearing fat in school? I'd be very surprised. Not in relation to her. Kids do not 
do that anymore. They don't do that anymore. Not, uh, no. It's, it's not allowed. It's really not allowed. Like, that is a mm. really, that will get you in a lot of trouble. Mm. Um, I think also just some people are going to be more aware of their weight. Yes, true. It is an illness. And some people are just going to be more conscious of it. And you have to watch out for that as a parent. That is my kid. One of the kids is going to become fixated on this. Yeah. What she has right now is a really beautiful thing where the kid has been completely honest with her mom. Told her that, you know, well, this is something I'm thinking about myself. So now the mom's in a place where she can go to let's do some healthy education about our bodies let's talk about foods and how what good foods are and what, you know what foods are for and but how you're in danger there tina are you in danger there i don't all? think so because that you're now going oh no you're not fat but now let's do this lesson no, about no, how no, you don't get no, fat i don't mean a lesson a lesson's probably the wrong word i mean let's talk a bit more about the the job of food like that you don't need to worry about what you put in because all of the foods you're putting into your body have a job mm. They see, you're good at walking that line, you see. Yeah, see, they, and I think parents listening to this go with the, that kind of a direction that they don't have 20 years of experience of going, we're going to talk about how food is fuel. But it, 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 you it's stumble the analogy into a sentence that you don't want to begin. You're like, yeah, but the analogy is always the one I always go for is that your, your car will not go anywhere without mm, petrol or diesel. Yeah. And if you want to power up your body, you have to have food and and the best and type fluids. of petrol. Yeah, and that food is important uh, to your body. And there are different kinds of food mm. that do different jobs. And then you, children love it. She's eight years old. She's going to love learning yeah, it's about a proteins class. and carbohydrates. Yeah. And you know what? A mom. There's a there's a doctor in our school, and I was laughing with her about how you know they're doing their sex ed at the moment and. And she gave me a really good piece of advice. She said that she always goes to science. She always goes to science and facts. And I always try and go to facts too. But she's right. Bring it away from fear. Bring it into something concrete, factual, science-based. Then it's easy for everyone to talk about. Because now you're talking about real, non-scary stuff. Mm. Now you're just explaining the role of food and why it's really important that we eat and that we move and that we exercise but food is something that your body has to have mm. we don't deny food we enjoy food yeah it's a tough one though because yeah. then they they ask you a question like well why is that person fat and there's a million reasons like why i i really it's always been something that sticks in my crawl is that it crawl, crawl. That, you know, people assume that just because someone's overweight means that they eat too much food. Yeah, that they're glutton. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And I think it's really important that you educate your child that, well, some people just have a, you know, a slower, slower metabolism. metabolism or some people are not well. Some people are on chemo. Yeah. Some people are on steroids. Don't assume that anything based mm. on somebody's you don't know body story. size. I yeah. hate that. And I've always hated that. So then around the question of... Uh, the chores like oh, summer activities we're going to get to in the patreon bonus section yeah. of the show if you're listening on patreon you can enjoy that later yeah <laughs> it's, so hot in our office. it's so hot in here right now um but the chores this is a very good question so, what uh, chores are suitable for an eight-year-old well i mean not making tea <laughs> our Although I remember making tea at eight. Yeah, I remember, I remember doing the fry. I remember doing for the my fire, family. putting the fire on. <laughs> um, I don't know. They should definitely have full responsibility for their room. 
and anything that comes from the room. Their clothes should be brought down to the washing machine. Hmm. They should be putting their own clothes away. I think it's really important that they have an active participant role in the house. I say that knowing that my own kid is a, a fucking nightmare. But um, we do have him doing his own room. That's always been his his thing. and He does it every day yeah, without fail. He's very good at it. Uh, now we've upped it a bit where he has to let the chickens out every morning. Which is adorable to watch, but he is a liability. I don't know how the fox hasn't got them. Well, this is, this question I think is really, really important, yeah. especially when it relates to all of the behavioural questions mm. we've had. In that, when you're setting out family ground rules at the family yeah. meetings that Tina's always talking about, that being part of the community yes. and contributing something is where the chores come in, right? Yeah. That if yeah, their child isn't in have a chore, yeah, then they don't feel like they're a stakeholder. Oh, completely. And also, you, what you have to be careful with, with the chores is that they're not going to drain them of their sunshine. Yeah, you know, and they're not going to do them perfect. No, of course not. Jesus <laughs> Christ! If you're expecting perfection, but they will perfect it in mm-hmm, time eventually. But uh, they need to be achievable chores and, and nothing that's like punishment. Watch Chore, the car. So many people use chores as punishment. It's like, come on, your kid's never going to do it independently if they always see it as, a, oh, fuck my life, I have to do this. What you want is to gradually get your kid involved in the house and then hope that one day they go, oh, maybe I'll do this as well, because that would be nice. Well, or, or you want them to see things mm. like that's. To me, that's the goal with the chore. To me, it's about them going, those cups should be in the dishwasher. I love, I love that you say this. I love this because yesterday in your house. It's your chance for a shot, is it? This Take is a hilarious. Swing, We're in Charlotte's house and his mom has got a brand new dishwasher. It's so cool. And in the dishwasher, I'm like, I'm bamboozled. I'm confuzzled. I'm like, where the hell am I supposed to put the knives and forks? And she sees me trying to check and she's like, she pulls out this drawer from the top, which apparently all new dishwashers had. I don't know. And there's little tiny spaces to put everything. It's so fabulous. I'm like, wow. Jarla comes over and goes, I just fuck them all in. That is what you said. This is not a takedown. I was being silly. I was being silly. I, I would definitely. But I just thought it was just so funny the way they were so precisely placed. Yeah, they're brilliant. That I did think. I would put a handful of them in and just strew them across <laughs> the top of it, which I bet in time she will do too. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what a pain in the arse to have to put them in. And win, they win. I thought it was amazing. I was like, why haven't we thought of this before? There's so much extra space for the plates. Yeah. I was very excited about the plates. I was like, But then it's the unloading. Yeah. That, like the whole point of the... Like this is now we get into the really important <laughs> issues in Honey You're Ruining Our Kid. The basket yoke for the cutlery in the dishwasher yeah. is specifically so that you can bring that over to the drawer where those things go. <laughs> yeah. She can't do that. She's got this. She, well, she her, the a, drawer in your parents' house is beside the dishwasher. So she's going to be OK. She's, yeah, we're, but other don't, people are going to need to move Don't worry about my mom. <laughs> And the cutlery. <laughs> but I did think. Yeah. yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Well, in our house, it'd be a disaster. It's a long walk <laughs> from the <laughs> yeah. that tiny space to the other tiny space. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what were your chores when you were a kid? Uh, I had to light the fire. Definitely. Mm. Get yeah. the fire going. God. How did you that manage it? That was a it? big deal. You had to clean the chimney. Light the fire. Chimney. Wow. Make sure you didn't. That um, was your chore. Yeah. Your one chore. I Then later on, I would have to dust the sitting room. 
probably actually it's just clicking with me now from the bad job I did of emptying the chimney. <laughs> <laughs> and also one of my chores is by my mom ten silk of purple. Yeah. <laughs> now we're getting to it. Yeah. Yeah. Pick me up some fags. Yeah, t- go down and get ten per- silk of purple, please. Ten. Because 20's too many. Ten. One sixty was I'll only smoke them. 160 and she gave me 170 so we could get a wham on the way home yeah oh the good stuff the yeah. now you're talking I'll about do it for a wham bar, mom taking care or of your kids Rover. tina's here lecturing people on what they should feed their kids <laughs> look i and wish my mom didn't let me eat those was surviving on wham bars and silk with purple <laughs> <laughs> here's a tough one for you tina how do you explain to a six-year-old that simply his grandparents, aunt, uncles, etc., etc., don't really care. God. They don't show up for my kids. They don't make time for my kids. They don't call on their birthdays or come to see their games. He cries to see them, and my heart is breaking. I try to fill the void with immediate family time, but he keeps asking about them. And I don't know what to say that isn't going to be traumatizing for him. My kids deserve better, that's for sure. Well, what do I say to them about this? Well, um, well, that is really upsetting and very, very sad situation to be in. But uh, I feel like if your kid is six and you are the grown up, you have to be careful how you're leading this. Your kid will follow your lead. You know, how is he this aware that they're not turning up? Because he's seeing his friends. At six years old, Charlotte. You'd be well aware that other people have grandparents and people that are showing up. But like with six-year-olds, I'm not saying you should plumb most your kids, but it is easy to like give them a, a reason like, oh, they're away or they're on holidays well, and not make it personal. Sure, but I'm just saying you asked, how does he know? Mm. And I'm saying probably because he's got another set that do care. Yeah, maybe, maybe you keep you keep making your points by going right up to the microphone and then sitting back with your arms folded like take that. Well, not take that. But what do you say to that? Because it's irrelevant as to how this child knows. Yeah, well, I always go to honesty, but I just feel that he has relatives that couldn't give less of a shit about him. Yeah, I know that. And my my instinct is always to go to honesty and respect the child enough to be honest with them. But sometimes you have to be careful about, well, if I'm too honest with this kid, will does that take away any t- any chance of change? Yeah. So I feel like you do, as the parent, just have to manage it as positively as you can. And be careful of maybe, maybe you are showing the kid much more hurt on this than you realize maybe you are modeling you know stuff a six-year-old won't really notice i would say yes nine ten eleven fair enough you might these conversations might need to get trickier but a six-year-old will take it for granted and then you won't need to have those chats later because they'll be so used to this behavior so it's just something they're normalized to uh, what i would say to this mom is that probably um you're experiencing the hurt. Yeah, well, that's what I feel. Yeah. And you're ima- you're not imagining. Not imagining. Sorry, wrong word. Uh, you're not imagining, but you're worried your kid is experiencing the same level of hurt as you. You're hurt on behalf. Yeah, yeah. Of your kid. Big time. 
Of course she is. I would be. It's horrible. And also there's probably a bit of anger. No doubt. Because I doubt that the couldn't give a shitness is just localised to that kid. Yeah, and they're probably experiencing something again that they experienced in themselves. Yeah, the mom. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, it's her kid. Yeah, and when you have so your she, kid, by proxy, like, she's not being cared about. But also, you're so proud of your child. You're like, look at this amazing human. Take an interest. Unfortunately, it sounds like they're not going to, but there's always chance for change. Yeah. But um, I would say just be careful of how you're modeling, what you're saying. Be careful of your words because he's six. Unless he's a little bit older and something occurs, then you have no choice but to go with truths and to talk in honest terms and to apologize to him and say you don't understand it either and come from a place of it is strange it is upsetting. I'm sorry that this is the way it is, but at age six, yeah, well, like it's at a bit the end of the day, if you're to keep it impersonal, yeah, like I always go to the problem, whatever it is, is not personal, it's not permanent, and yeah. it's not pervasive in that it it's not going to affect everything. It's not going to last forever, and it isn't just about you. Mm. Their issue with allocating time to your child isn't about your child it's about them yeah their inability to allocate time empathize Mm. understand and you know spread themselves yeah and i would actually suggest to this mom like if this kid is aware of all this at age six now you got to go into protective mode i'm not saying cut ties with your family but now i'm like you gotta be that's enough now. Yeah, but before we get there, yeah. I'm saying that you are better off saying to them that, like, some people are just bad at managing their time. Yeah, like, th- like that's, that's a what much I'm nicer like way to approach it with that some age. Some people don't visit their granny in the old folks' home. Yeah. Um, some people get loads of stuff done. Yeah. And we want to be that kind of person. Yeah. Who's like, you know, member of the table tennis team, the football team, swimming, karate. There's a good way to be honest with your child that isn't going to hurt their feelings. Yeah. And isn't going to have them carrying a grudge (laughs) against these people. Because like I said, as hard as it seems to not take this personally, Mm. it, it is about them. And not you. Yeah. Like it is about their inability and their loss. Yeah, it's their loss. They're missing out. That is a really, really tough question. And my heart goes out to this person because the rejection you feel on behalf of your child must be immense. Yeah, but I do think now she needs to protect him going forward. That's the next step. Like I think Tina's right that there has to be a point at which, especially if it gets to the point of it actually hurting their feelings directly yeah, that you have to enter some sort of protective mode where you won't allow that hurt to happen and that's not saying fall out with your family mm. that's just saying be a little bit more careful mm. you choose you choose when your, yeah boundaries yeah, when and where uh, come on over to patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad and hear the rest of this episode. We've got a chunk of juicy good stuff over there, especially if you're preparing your child for going to secondary school in September. A few things have come up in the last two weeks around stuff that your child may not have dealt with in primary school. Yeah. The big grown up issues that they've no idea are on the horizon. 
that they need to get ready for now. We're going to talk about that a little bit more and go a little bit deeper on a couple of the items that we mentioned earlier, if I can remember what those were. (laughs) Tina, thanks so much. We'll see you over there on Patreon. I love doing the show. I'm sad that, you know, we won't be doing it as regularly. It's the highlight of my week. Over the summer. But I will stress, please. Yeah, oh, just over the summer. We'll be back. Oh, sorry, just hurt myself there. We'll be back with season two in In September, September. week to week again. But uh, like I say, I have, we all have our phones on us the whole time. Mm. Emails will come to me. I will try my best to keep an eye and reply to everyone who gets in touch. Honey, you're ruining our kid at gmail.com is the email address. Buyme.ie is our proud partner. Thank you so much, Tina. Thanks to everybody who's got in touch and to all of you who are supporting us on Patreon. Thank you. Honey, you're ruining our kid with Jarlath and Tina, a Go Loud parenting podcast proudly sponsored by Buy Me, the only way to get done stores delivered to your door in as little as an hour. Don't forget, use code HONEY10 for €10 Euro off your first order. T's and C's apply.